Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, American Horror Story fans. Tonight we learned some valuable lessons like don't besmirch Billy Idol or some bonkers bitches will bathe and bang in your blood, baby. Speaking of alliteration, it's bye-bye, birdie. Sorry, birdie. And what do you get when you have two serial killers face off? Well, you get a double murder where no one dies? Stay tuned. We're talking about the true killers. American Horror Story 1984 after show starts now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV American Horror Story after show. Yay! We, of course, are talking about American Horror Story 1984, the ninth season of American Horror Story, the fourth episode, True Killers. Bum, bum, bum. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and today I'm hanging out with some True Killer hosts. Absolutely great. Yes. I love that intro. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Kayla Renee, who has been holding that down for multiple seasons of American Horror Story. I'm so glad you're back. Right. I, it is good to be we back. We missed you last you're like you guys. You're like Jessica Lange. I have to, I have to say. I know. Yes, oh. you are like our own little... Oh, I just like Jessica. pop up whenever I feel like it. <laughs> like, I'm just, just loud <laughs> and overdramatic. It's like you have to be here. No one <laughs> well, don't get well, don't get it wrong. You ha- you definitely held it down last week. Oh, yes. we had a fun. I'm we still, had a fun episode still, last week. I'm still new, like Cody Fern. You know, so <laughs> I have to like I have to prove myself. And I have to say some uh, thirsty comments in the chat too Ooh. for Ollie. I, I looked over them and I was like, hey, 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 the man of everyone's dreams, Ollie Dreamer himself. Yeah, and also screams. Ollie Drennan and screams. Yeah. Thank I you. gotta say, I have a lot of friends who are horror fanatics, and when I think of horror. You're one of the first people that I think of. Thank so you. very oh, pleased man. to have this Thank amazing you. panel. A little sad that our American Horror Story 1984 is more of a 1983 tonight. <laughs> it's not all four of us are here. But hey, <laughs> Alexa Cappiello hopefully will be back joining us next week Absolutely. as well. So what up, Happy Cappy? Yeah. We hope that you're happy in Vegas. <laughs> I know what happens in Vegas? Vegas? Yeah. Stays <laughs> on her Instagram, so follow her. Yeah. Likes <laughs> a Cappy. Uh, so, talking about this week, man. Elena. So much happened mm-hmm. this episode. You guys out? Okay, we're going to get into like what we thought about <laughs> right. it. See, last yeah. week, uh, you guys, I said the third episode was my favorite. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to change. It? Yes, look, I might have to change my my like views because it's episode four. You guys, what? I felt like I was way more on the edge of my seat than I was last week. Yeah, you know it's a good season yes. when every oh. episode you think is your favorite episode. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They just keep getting better. What did you think, Ollie? Well, like 
so many people you thought were going to die, and they didn't die, but then they did die, and then you couldn't tell who was going to come back after they died. Uh, I love that the, the show, or that the episode was called True Killers, because I felt like there were so many different levels of killers. Like, we have, like, we'll talk about more, but, like, uh, even, like, someone like Xavier, he did, he was, like, a mercy killer. Like, yeah. so many, like, ethical questions of, like, oh, do, are all killers bad? Uh, like, Margaret, which we'll talk about. Uh, and then we have, is uh, what's her face? Montana, is she a killer? Or is she, like, an influencer? So there's so many questions of, like, how are all these people, you know, are they going to be held accountable for their actions? And just, like, what makes up a killer? So I just totally enjoyed this episode. Such a roller coaster, as mm-hmm. Kayla said. And I want I just want to know more. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, yes! you know what's funny? Going back to um, the name of the episode being True Killers, I kind of felt like it was play on words as, like, True Colors. Because you know what I mean? Like, yeah. True Killers, this is actually an episode that brought out a lot of, like, true colors. Like in and they even and asked kinda... for Cindy Lauper at the very yeah. end right. of the episode. And it's I like, no, no, baby. <laughs> so it's for Billy Idol or disembowelment, <laughs> sir. That's what you get. Good old uh, Rod. Yeah, I love that we, uh, uh, that both of you guys brought up that we have such dynamic episode of what, of this episode of what it really means to be a killer. Right. Yes. So be sure to stick around for the whole episode because we'll be breaking down as we talked about all of these different characters. Uh, what's going on with each of them? Of course, that epic serial killer Ugh. showdown. Face off the I know. showdown. <laughs> <laughs> the Freddy versus Jason moment that right. we've been waiting for. Uh, and then, of course, we'll also give our predictions oh, yes. and some uh, of our fan theories. Mm-hmm. We love hearing your fan theories, too, so be sure to join us in the chat as well. I believe we have the, the chat up Oh, yes, our chat is always going on, you guys. You know, shout out to a couple of Billie Jean Girl 24. She's always in here. Shout out to Lieutenant Blanco, Kathy Wan, Laviri, Tony Bakagualapi. <laughs> hey, sorry, I messed that up. I butchered that one, but you know, You're we'll good. shout out more people later in the show. Kayla yeah. the Butcher. <laughs> Kayla the Butcher, a true killer of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we'll also uh, be talking a little bit uh, about some news and yeah. gossip going down. Definitely. Going from some true killers to some killer hits. Yeah. 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 You have to watch the whole episode to understand why that was clever. Um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, I love her. She's too good. <laughs> but yeah, this episode, man, talking about clever. Whoo, we have this whole thin and now dynamic that's broken down with Richard Ramirez and Montana. Last episode, we had this little tease of like, oh no, he's going to kill her, right. like raised decapitated, but now Montana's going to get all stabbed. Nope. She, of course, is making out with the killer. Up to her usual antics. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking they were going to wait a little bit to explain that one. I thought that this was going to be like a, they were going to start off with a different storyline, but they just dove right into this. Right. And this was like a full continuation uh, were you guys expecting them to really go full-fledged into the story immediately of how they met and how this came to be and all of her motivation before we even rolled the credits? No, absolutely not. I definitely <laughs> thought we were going to see this maybe like episode six, seven, but kind of mm. like episode four was like, okay, we're Ryan's not playing. Like, <laughs> we're, we're getting to the, like, he's rolling out everything right now. So I'm like, I loved it. I was here for everything. I like, knew Richard yeah. was into jazzercising. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he was, he was into Billy Idol for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Midnight Man Aerobics, baby. <laughs> but clearly, he was more into Montana. But I love what I love seeing Billy Lord portray Montana because it's such a different character. She's usually she's still kind of like that dry character, but it's, it's still very new and fresh. So mm-hmm. I love seeing this dynamic. But also, I just love that the slut, quote unquote. Not slut shaming here, but the slut archetype is kind of like reinvented in the fact that she's having sex with the actual killer, and mm-hmm. that's what's saving her. So, like her having these sexual instances with <laughs> with Richard is actually like keeping her alive. So, yeah. I think that's really cool what HS is doing. I love that you bring that up because it's kind of an inversion of what we've seen of the stereotypical slut girl, the right. slutty blonde character. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I not saying anything yeah. against anybody mm-hmm. and it's like I mean come on I'm not <laughs> uh, but we love sluts it's like yeah come on everyone's great uh, but normally the they get their ankle twisted at the very beginning oh, yeah. and they die in the yeah. opening credits before the uh, the movie it's like mm-hmm. I love that they, they made her. Out. Yeah, they, I love that they made her like a badass, like yeah. slut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like you were saying, it's always like the ditzy airhead. You know what I mean? The ones who kind of die off first, but it's like no, they made her like a badass, and I'm here for it. And she's Go still Montana. Super, she's still super funny. Like <laughs> Billy Lord, it just like cracks you up with her like with her just interesting humoristic like dispositions that she portrays. It's amazing. I love she's an amazing actress. Scene, yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That scene is like love for Billy's. Basically, it's it like is. Billy right. Idol and Billy Lord. It's yeah. like bow down to the <laughs> Billies, y'all. Uh, and I also love like the song that's playing because in my head it's like because it's midnight man aerobics. He's mm-hmm. saying in the midnight hour, sing gore, 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 and it's yeah. not. But that's how I'm singing it in my brain. Yeah. That's how you uh, should. Yeah, because freaking Rod who comes in here. Can we play some Cindy Lauper? No, Rod, this is my class. You can call like, Rudy. Suck a hard want. one, Rod. Suck on it, Rod. And then (laughs) Rod gets disemboweled as a present. And I, I, what did you think of this reaction of Montana being like, this is the most effed up gift I've ever gotten. Let's bang in the blood of this Billy Idol shaming man. I, Just make sure you use your janitor powers <laughs> to clean it up by sunrise. Like, yeah, she's a woman who knows what she wants. But I'm like, that's creepy. I can do. I'm like, I'm not gonna have somebody's intestines and stomach hanging out dangling. Really, above that's my... not your thing. That's, you're not no, into it. You know, I'm like a little soft music candles. Changes uh, low vibe. I'm the boring romantic. It definitely (laughs) taught me to be weary of your local aerobics instructor. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there's even more layers to her character. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wonder if there's more to her. I'm sure there is as we'll progress through the season, but it just felt like it was like such a quick switch in her automatically Mm -hmm. to kind of be kind of psycho. Uh, but I'm just wondering what what else lies in She's Montana. She's been like weird from the beginning, though. Like Montana's been intense. Like there's been something kind of off, but there's was always something off with everybody, right? Yeah. So you couldn't really tell. Like Xavier had his whole porn thing going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Ray had his whole like Omega side craziness, college yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Which then <laughs> I will say though, I love. One thing I was nervous about, and we'll we'll talk about this a little later on in the show, too, when we're talking about how they bring in certain characters just to kill them off. Mm -hmm. I was worried that this was going to be a situation like Roanoke, where it's like, we've set up this amount of characters, Mm -hmm. but then how are we going to... We can't have this be this big blood gore fest that we've always had, because then we're going to run out of characters, and then we're going to have a situation where we're bringing in Taisa 
Farmiga. For one episode. Yeah. So they'll just be like, I'm a YouTuber. And we're like, what? And then now I'm gone. So don't worry about it. Oh, God. I hope they didn't turn out something. So I was (laughs) so worried that that was going to be the situation. And they have been doing such a slow drag of doing, Mm -hmm. like, perfect flashbacks that don't feel forced. Right. Mm -hmm. Making you care enough about the characters but then also feeling, like, justified, like, we see Ray get decapitated and right. we're not really sad about it because we're like, well, Ray's kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, we just saw him. <laughs> yeah, like, he's running because yeah. he dropped out of school because he murdered someone twice. What like, were the hashtags for Ray? <laughs> uh, uh, Ray got, he had it coming. Yeah, like, hashtag. Yeah, it was like, it had something like a head But also, thing. Yeah, I don't know. Funny. Like, I, lo- I agree with you totally, but I felt like last week I was also conflicted on that, too. Like, I totally thought he had it coming, but at the same time i loved that he was like trying to stick up for chan last week and he had some kind of like it was i was again, trying to like save my boy Ray. where it's like a killer but like <laughs> yeah where's the line like where is this exactly. moral gray area where it's like even murder isn't this black and white thing where it's right. like okay well there's all these different shades montana however <laughs> i think we can all agree yeah. okay vengeance not cool yeah straight up she's like well this brook bitch i'm pretty sure thanks <laughs> my brother and Sam, that? that guy you saw in that flashback for one second, guess what? That flashback was a lot more important than you thought it was, because that's my brother, the only person I've ever loved. F you, Jerry. I'm coming for you, Brooke. <laughs> Joey? <laughs> it's Jerry, right? The the husband? Yeah. I think his name was Joey. Oh, I don't was know. Was it Joey? He's dead, I so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm like, he was a psycho either way. I'm like, either way, he was Regardless. a psycho. No, but yeah. To be honest, I, I, was, I was at the table, like, watching with Elena, and I was like, oh, my God, I called it. Because I felt like all of our predictions, like, from day one, we all, even, like, our viewers, shout out to you guys as well, because, like, I feel like a lot of us predicted that Montana had to be some type of, like, related yeah. to either the husband or the best man, and come to find out everything came in full circle. It was like a, like a jaw-dropping moment. Yeah. I was here even say the words full circle multiple yeah, like, times in this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, like, just in case you didn't pick up on how great we wrote this yes. thing, it's all full circle. Yeah. yeah, I I loved that we were basically right on the money. And a lot of this, I think, is intentionally easy to predict because mm-hmm. that's kind of how a lot of the 80s movies were. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of twists that were intrinsic. I, and I'll save it a little bit for predictions, but I think they're going to pull the rug out from under us with some sort of big twist at the end. I think that there's going to be... You know Ryan is never predictable, so he he always does something weird. He He always does something. There's all... But also, talking about how you shouldn't trust anybody, Brooke, who uh, doesn't even know that Montana has been gunning for this whole time, uh, as we know, last episode was KO'd by fake Rita, a.k.a. Yeah. Donna Chambers, <laughs> a.k.a. I, we don't even just like fake Rita is what everybody's calling her this episode. I was like, I we gave her a name last week. We yeah. can just call her Donna. And she's like, just know it's not Rita. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> she's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we're establishing Donna is fake Rita. I'm going to call her Donna because if we spend a whole episode being like Miss Chambers, whatever, Donna. Yeah. Somebody. I feel, I, I'm still calling her Rita, you guys, to be honest. Am I yeah, fine, like whatever. Rita. It's like... What Psycho Rita. Actual Rita is like she's dead in a. Yeah. She's got an oar going through her face right now. So it's like Rita's fine. Like we yeah. can keep using the name. It's like she doesn't need it. I feel so uh, bad for Brooke. I'm like, I just want to get the TV. Or, or. Sorry. I just want to get the TV and be like, wake up, Brooke. 
They don't like you. Nobody I know. Brooke you. was asleep for the entire episode last week, so it was refreshing right? to see her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Emma, you're also on the cast. You're like, don't forget, <laughs> yeah. Even though she's like, I've been in a shed. Like, she just wakes up. You're you like, know? oh, I guess she's in a shed. But I will say props to her for just busting down the door. Right. And even though it is the most stereotypical scene that they recreated of the girl running through the woods. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, it was shot so perfectly and with that 80s kind of synth scary mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. added in and then like the psych out booby trap and then the net. I was way into it. She's I feel in- like they trapped me with that net too, man. I was like, I'm all in. I'm all in. I was too, but I, I'm still like stuck on the fact. I'm like, bro, how'd you leave the shed with no weapon? Like, <laughs> you could have found a piece of wood. A shovel. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Also, something, girl. Don't when, run out like, there with the nothing. the perfect weapon starts flying at you and you avoid it, it's like, well, eventually it's going to stop swinging. So then maybe, like, untie it and then you have a log Did that's it covered hit her, in nails. I thought it, it hit it her, like, her in the, the shoulder. shoulder. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, okay, it's not enough to knock it down. Mm-hmm. But if you picked that up and carried it with you... I mean, it wouldn't help you if you were in a net. It probably would just hit her in the face, and then it would be, like, a whole thing. But, To be honest, that's actually a good idea, too, but I would have probably drug the log or probably, like, threw it in front of me. You know what I mean? I don't know. It probably would have been, like, like a catch, like, you know, throwing it because, it's like, there's several booby traps. So, it's like, if this is one, there's definitely (laughs) more. Like, I I would have been throwing stuff. I'm not running through the whole, yeah, I don't know. Indiana Jones in this scenario. (laughs) I would go full Brooke. I'd be like, time for me to run because everything's trying to kill me. Donna, sorry. She put... That's like an obstacle course. She put her groundwork down. She props her... She even put bear traps down that we didn't even see. How did she find the time? When did you have time to do all of this? Brooke was just screwed regardless. (laughs) Donna just... Donna Chambers, her last name's Chambers for a reason because she's going to lock you in a chamber for sure, so... Yeah, man. Shout out to Donna. At least she didn't go through the bear traps. Right. That, yeah, that would have been significantly worse. Um, but I do love this whole scene where they're going through and she's finally confessing who she really is. And she's mm-hmm. like, look, I have to study this apex predator in their natural environment and see if they're offered a kill on a silver platter, will he take it versus is it just the thrill of the hunt? I'm doing all of this from a research perspective, right. which then brings into the whole question of the morality of, okay, experimental treatments and things that are done in the name of science. Mm-hmm that then ultimately can lead to people's death is that murder or those true killers. Mm. So it keeps bringing up all of these different aspects where it's like, okay, I'm not killing you, but I'm not saving you either. So does me leaving you to die equate me with this killer? Right. She's such an influencer, though, which is a similar role to Montana, just in different ways. Um yeah, to be honest, I think, I think if you are a person who's kind of doing research or whatever, like you were talking about, like these um, psychologists and even, um, oh my God, I can't, I'm blanking on the, the other psychologist's name, the one who died, Karen. Karen, oh, yeah, um, doctor. who like dies like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like her methods, you know what I mean? Psych Those people, Karen. I don't know, I kind of feel like they are technically some type of killer, but it's like you're more of like an educational killer you know what i mean it's like reverse psychology more than anything but it's like you're you're not using actual weapons but you're using your words because she also brings up this whole idea of like sacrifice and Mm -hmm. the actual value of sacrifice because she even says most victims of serial killers are women thank you Mm -hmm. your contribution 
no doubt is going to make you a feminist hero. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry, I promise she'll be remembered as a feminist hero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think about, okay, these feminist heroes, but like, yeah, cool, Joan of Arc, but yeah. like, she still was burned alive. <laughs> like, that's still not awesome. Yeah. So it even plays with this whole idea of like, is there this concept of dying nobly for a cause? when that cause is so stupid to begin with that mm-hmm. it even has to be not that it's stupid to fight for it, but it's stupid that you're even having to fight for this equality and yeah. this in- injustice mm-hmm. so I feel like I don't know it feels like it's a lot of commentary in this one moment that we see that's on so many different layered aspects about mm-hmm. what is justified and what's justifiable mm-hmm. right. and what's noble and what's admirable versus what is just murder. Right? Yeah, and it's interesting that this character, this observer, this scientist is being uh, is is a woman, and she's allowing like these men to continue to kill and almost like I said, brought up earlier, influence them. And she kind of mirrors another character, which we'll talk about, who is all about Jesus and whatnot, who is actually being the one, kind of like the opposite. It's like science versus religion, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more. But, um, you know, and but that person who's being religious is doing the killing themselves, which we'll talk right. about more. But yeah, Murder just, in the name it, of science and right. murder in the name of religion, either way is murder. Right. right. Whether it's in the name of whatever. Whether it's indirect or directly. So I think it's, wow, this is so fascinating. What a great conversation. (laughs) Look at us having (laughs) fantastic conversations. And again, if you guys want to join the conversation, hop on into our chat. And if you're not listening to us or watching us live, that's okay. We all got stuff going on. That's fine. Leave us some comments. We'll shout you guys out at the end as well. Um, And on our next episodes. Because we love hearing from everybody. (laughs) We love Uh, our viewers. Otherwise, we'd be talking to nobody except for each other, which would be interesting for us. But, you know. I love us. I love us, too. Uh, Now, we do also have this situation where then Montana runs back into Ramirez and says, look, I have Brooke. She's hanging up. I found her. And they have this whole ominous conversation about like, oh, I just want this all to be over. It will be soon. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then goes and finds her like creepy, jazzercising Satan-loving boyfriend out in the woods, like calling up Satan on his like little wood cell phone that he's like, what up? And all the voices are like, yeah, our reception's real bad out here. It's really ugly. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. It works good enough that like you guys GPS the hanging bitch I was looking for. Yeah. So thanks. Um, <laughs> so I like then, how you just worded that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how it went that's down. What happened. That's, that's exactly, exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly how it went down. Um, but when he goes to inevitably attack mm-hmm. uh, Brooke, he is confronted with jingles. And this jingle's about to jingle. It's going <laughs> down. I was here for that moment, and to be honest, I was here for Jingles. I was like, Jingles, you get him, Jingles. Team Jingles all the way. (laughs) Super team Jingles. Yeah, he beat the crap out of Richard. (laughs) This was like an epic serial and I love when they have the serial killer, like, versus like, alien versus Predator versus Jason. Jason, And then in this one, you knew from the beginning when they were like, we have two serial killers that you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're gonna do like the 80s (laughs) sequel mashup. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it to happen this early in the season. Like, this was season four, and I was like, they already have their show down? 
Like, I'm, look, wow. I'm ready for it. That's but but see that goes back to like Ryan being unpredictable. It's like yeah, we thought it was like gonna happen later, but it's happening so soon. So yeah, I feel like you're right. Something big is for sure gonna but, happen later. Yeah. And that being said, it's still the pacing of the show. I'm really enjoying it because yeah. as you brought up earlier, even though things are like happening, like it's not dragging. It's still enough to have more like another episode and more to follow right. yeah at least in my perspective i'm enjoying mm-hmm. it completely i don't think it's like rushing too fast it's really good pacing i think it so is. far I, and I, I hope it doesn't end like bad like i really just want them to like, <laughs> full <laughs> finish full throttle thing, is i'm like it doesn't even seem like it's already episode four it, it seems doesn't. like it's early on and it, it just feels like you're watching one big movie which i really really like because that's kind of how i felt like murder house was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this i feel like the pacing is a little bit more like murder house which yeah. i enjoy um and i love that they have this whole thing of having the the killers inevitably never die yeah um and this this whole concept of you know the serial killers are always going to return uh and i do have to say shout out to to b rion 92 um or brion 92 maybe i don't know well somebody in the chat b-r-e-o-n 92 uh pointed out that the hitchhiker jonas um, Shavor mm-hmm. that we saw. It's an anagram for Jason Voorhees, which is why he keeps mm. coming back. Mm. He's dead, oh. but then keeps returning. So shout out Good to you for finding out that one. Yeah, because we didn't even see him this episode, but yeah. the same concept was kind of brought back with this one where we see that neither killer ever really truly dies, even though Ramirez puts up a good fight he does inevitably be impaled on this tree and is very obviously dead I mean there's a tree limb coming through the back of his head Uh, but we see at the end of the episode and poor fake Rita wakes up just long enough to see as well yeah that all of his Satan phone in buddies were like Skype call everybody come in like you need to be here And then (laughs) bring him back and resurrect him again. So I love this kind of concept of, like, regardless of who wins, we lose. Yeah. Tagline for Alien (laughs) version. But then we also have, luckily, some people that we thought were dead being saved. Mm -hmm. I.e. Chet. Mm -hmm. Chet that we were like, you were also impaled, sir. But luckily it wasn't through the face. So apparently an EpiPen will save you. <laughs> See, I'm still surprised Chet is still alive. Like, I'm just like, why are we holding on to Chet? I, but I want to know. That's so I'm like, yeah, well, see, well, I feel like Chet so that something's going to happen with Chet. can die in, like, three episodes when we're running low on characters. <laughs> we like, have, yeah, we have to save him for a little bit later for his epic death scene, I'm sure. It's a slow burn on we don't, Chet. Because I feel like we know pretty much everyone right now other than Chet. So he, we yeah. got to save him just for a little longer. And his know. name is Chet. It's not going to end well Chet. for him. Nobody named Chet dies, <laughs> like, is, makes it to the end in any of these. It's like yeah. somebody... Just by, he's inevitably yelling Chet like, just by looking it. at him and it's Gus Gus isn't like a, yeah. an actor I just think it's kind of funny how it's he gonna was be just Gus like, from Gus <laughs> I think it's funny how yeah he was impaled by this like sharper like pointed image yeah Sorry. like yeah. <laughs> I thought it's it was like, Xavier who doing the porn not Chet 
<laughs> this sharp, you know, object or whatever. But yeah. it's like nobody decided to wrap up Chet. There's no bandages. There's no let me use your jacket. No, no shirt. God, there's no, when it, the blood was squirting, squirting out. out. Yeah, there's like, like <laughs> was it still alive? So gross. I actually <laughs> love that scene though because it was disgusting but kind of amazing. Like just the lighting of it too. Like yeah. in shadow, the blood squirting out. But. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, talking about Xavier doing porn, that's how they realize when they stab Chet, like, mm-hmm. hey, somebody else was pretty stabbed as well, <laughs> and he brought a car. We <laughs> should get that car. But also, it's pretty douchey of us to leave Margaret and Birdie here without mm. any help. So, new plan. Xavier, you go get Birdie. Trevor, you go get Margaret. We'll circle back for Chet. Then we'll take the porny guy's car. <laughs> He's impaled in the face. He doesn't need it. Game plan and break. So, I this, thought, uh, <laughs> what did you think of this plan? The Good dumbest plan, plan, you guys. Splitting <laughs> up. The dumbest plan. Don't ever separate because it never ends well. And in both cases, sorry Trevor and sorry Xavier because it never. They ends got well. they got beat up this episode for the sure. The worst. I know. I'm like, oh. Well, they did go full Scooby-Doo. They're like, let's split up. And it's like... But then also they leave Chet so vulnerable, too. Something... Is this really a good idea? Also, yeah. Margaret's creepy. That's Trevor. what I was thinking. Was I was thinking, like, girl in the boathouse. Like, <laughs> you guys untied her and then just led her to her death. Chet is barely alive already. If either of the killers show up... Mm-hmm. He has a pair of scissors. Just like... He has his scissors. Hey. He'll be I was hey, excited. Do you want to stab me with these? They give me these scissors. If you want to stab He's me all with weak, these? That's like, about it. like he has no muscles. I was, right yeah, now. I was excited to see more of Birdie because I felt like she was such an interesting character. I think she's so funny. Like we don't know. Like I feel like there's still even more to explore with her. Even though, well, Is well it? okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like she seemed like she had no. such. A, she seemed like she had such a past. Bye, bye with, Birdie. We knew exactly. it was going to happen. Bye, she had That's such a past. Hashtag. Yeah. Like I thought her and Jingles dated or something. Nah. Um. Like, but, but I, I do love this scene with Xavier and Birdie, where right, Xavier yes. goes to warn Birdie, and Stevie Nicks is playing just badass in the background. I love that Ryan's just like, I love Stevie, I'm going to just shoot <laughs> oh, yeah, her Stevie in it. Stevie Nicks is in scenario. every season. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool, <laughs> we get it. Like, Stevie Nicks is here. Uh, but Birdie is saying, you know, like, it's all chill, calm down, whatever. Unless you want a midnight snack. <laughs> Ayo! Birdie's trying to get some... Uh, it's so stabby, this camp. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Birdie, uh, ends up just offering Benjamin a sandwich because she, you know, clearly knows him. And so she's trying to kind of be like, look, remember, we have this whole history. I'd never forget a sandwich. She's like a PB&J. He's like, I'm going to machete these crusts off because you forgot that bitch. She's like, you always did like cutting off those crusts. I apparently should have remembered that because now you have your weapon ready and if I had just cut off those crusts, oh geez, spare me. Yeah, and then friggin' Xavier, who could have just chilled the out and not said anything is like clink clank 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 I'm gonna make some noise over here and then I'm gonna crawl about and just draw all this attention so jingles of course it's like I'm the only one who can jingle around here stop your yeah. jingling sir and Birdie tries to attack him not gonna work Birdie you cannot go from sugar to spice that quickly it's not gonna work out for you cause everything was not so nice not so nice Birdie however ironically was not the chef put in the oven 
Bertie was just stabbed repeatedly, mm-hmm. and they put Xavier in the oven mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. I think that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I understand why later Xavier's like, I'm burned, and I look awful, and blah. Yeah, but now he doesn't have to feel pressure about being pressured into doing porn now, the way he looks, so it's fine. He's still Not true. <laughs> They'll just be like, born, burn porn. <laughs> oh, God. Is that a thing? Is that a fetish? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so mad at Xavier, though, because... <laughs> Why, why, oh, why did Xavier decide to run out the longest way under the table instead of just going out behind him? Because clearly it was like a table that's two-sided. Birdie's sitting on one side, Jingle's on the other. He should have climbed out of the side where Birdie was, and they could have both been standing looking at Jingle's, and Birdie probably could have talked to him out of it. Like, hey, Jingle's, calm down, Benji. Hey, this is my... <laughs> my kid. I mean, I, don't know. I think he We're was buddies. just trying to like dive out of the way. There wasn't enough time. I yeah, mean, I he should have I mean, just Jurassic on impulse too. Yeah. Like climbed into one of the things and closed the doors. But whatever. <laughs> it didn't work out. It but did. this was 1984 and Jurassic Park didn't come out until the early 90s. So how was he supposed to know how to get away from a velociraptor? Oh. <laughs> I can't believe we just seen Sorry, Birdie Xavier. episode one and episode four. It's bye bye Birdie. I know. No backstory, no nothing. I don't know. She Birdie's might come the coop. Flashback. Come on. It's Maybe. probably going to be a flashback. <laughs> I hope so. Birdie got hurty. Uh, but what did you think of this whole thing, too, of circling back and then inevitably she frees Xavier from the oven, mm-hmm. but begs him to just kill her and mercy kill her. And he ends up stabbing her in the heart, which to me I feel like is a Ouch. horrible way to go. If she the was pointing already to it. on, I feel like, hey, Birdie, let, put your head in the oven We'll just turn the oven on and let the gas go for you, oh and God. you'll be all right. Well, you really thought about this. Oh, my God. That's a horrible <laughs> way to die. That seems like a way better way than stabbing her in the heart with a knife while she screams the whole time. I'm uh, like, this is awful. The yeah. knife was a little brutal, but it's like, at that point, you're already like in so much pain. You can't move. It's not like you're going to run away. So it's like, I'd want a quick one. I probably would have slit my throat. Like, yeah, something just like, hey, just like, get, she get rid of it. She pointed at the knife. I don't think she was like, stab me in the heart through my rib cage slowly. I think she was like, do this a little quicker, dude. Like, I think temple. she insinuated it, though, because I think she, like, grabbed the knife and then kind of, like, handed it to Xavier, but then kind of, like, placed his hand kind of, like, in that spot. So, I don't know. But so, in other words, you were saying the sacrifice. scene was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Damn. Uh, that was good. I put in my notes. No, I was like, sad, a- sad AF, you guys. Sad <laughs> AF, and I'm like, jokes. Birdie got stabbed. <laughs> um... <laughs> So anyway, about how I'm a sociopath, apparently. Oh, but uh, wait, did you guys get vibes of Freddy Cougar after seeing Xavier being burned yeah, and the, walking the away? Face burn? Yes, yeah. I was like, oh, this is definitely Freddy Cougar. Especially vibes. since he thought he was a pervert. It's like, okay, we see, we see where you're going. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not like, like pedophile pervert yeah. like Freddy, but like still. <laughs> But yeah, see, Freddy Cougar's whole thing was like, he's a nightmare killer. You know what I mean? He comes to you in your dreams type of thing. So I don't know what they're going to do with Xavier's character. I do think, though, that that plays into the scene where we see him on the dock talking to Jingles and Jingles isn't really there. Because we see this whole like dream esque thing where then when Brooke is like, hey, wake up, what are you doing? Like out here, and he's like, oh, Jingles was just here and he wasn't really here. My theory is that Jingles wasn't actually there at all, even when Jingles is like, it wasn't, it was never me. 
Like when he's saying, like, I could kill you, but it was never me to begin mm. with. I think Jingles wasn't even there. I think that this was a whole, oh my like, God. dream. That was probably, like, I was about to say, he was either having, like, a hallucination or a dream, like, within himself. Yeah, I being feel like at that, that moment, the and they Kruger were both, reference. yeah. Ooh. And I don't think they're going to go any deeper with it. I think that it was just to that extent, just because that was something that we would see in the mm-hmm. in the Friday, in the Freddy movies a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um. I almost said Friday movies, and I was like, nope, wrong killer. That's Jason. Um, But yeah, the Nightmare movies. Um, But yeah, so we see this whole epic scene with that. And then Trevor, who has gone off to find Margaret, first warns Margaret. And she's like, no, I've got to stay. There's eager kids. They're coming. And I've got a gun. Everything's cool. He's like, no, Margaret, we need to get out of here. Jingles is here. And he's just like, deuces, I got to go. But then later, (laughs) here's the gunshots. And he's like, oh, earlier she told me she had a gun. If she's shooting that gun, that means things are going down. I got to go save her. So heroic Trevor comes marching in to save the day. And unfortunately is killed by Margaret. A.K.A. Jingles. (laughs) Yeah, because we find out the big moment of this whole episode, the true killer of the true killers. Jingles didn't actually do any of this. Benjamin was innocent. He just wanted to whittle some bears for a little girl and be nice, but because everybody was bullying her, she actually was the killer. She killed everybody and pinned it on him and kind of going with the whole dream state thing because he had fought Nam, she used that to her advantage. And then they did enough electroshock therapy and pilled him up that he believed that he mm-hmm. was the true killer this whole time. When in actuality, it was Margaret. Then they have their face off. He tries to kill her. She shoots him a whole bunch. And then kills Trevor after saying, oh, like, oh, I killed him yeah. after he killed you. This feels great. I love murdering. I haven't done this in 14, 14 years. years. <laughs> but now I know that God wants me to murder because that's what I'm here for is murdering because it feels so great. Don't you agree? Dead Jingles. Oh, snap. Yeah. Jingles isn't dead because he's also a serial killer, which means he can never die. He got dun, up dun, dun, Of course. That was a really good recap. So much happened in this episode. So much Jesus. happened, but I was like, I just want to Jesus. get through it because right. I want to talk about what Absolutely. your reactions were to these scenes because, damn, y'all. Yeah. Gosh darn it, I knew Margaret was a killer. I always knew something was... Well, first, can I just say that I was happy that I predicted <laughs> Trevor was the next one to die. Um, yeah. So I was really happy about that. And then what, something that I love about <laughs> horror is that it's often depicted as like people not... Uh, believing women and their stories and their stories of abuse and I, that's why I love horror so much because it's really about women fighting that whether that's like a depiction of like a monster whatever monster they're facing whatever killing they're facing where it's a woman taking that down mm-hmm. and I think in AHS it's surprising that it's we might see that like with Brooke in this season but I think we're also seeing that in the sympathetic villain quote unquote villain of Jingles mm-hmm. because no one's believing Jingles this is a man and I think it's toxic for us to disregard men and their trauma and them being victims because whether it's a woman or a man they can easily do that to another a man mm-hmm. you know and I think it's really fascinating this episode and that's what really stood out to me Margaret and I think Margaret is also kind of like this symbol of maybe the dark side of religion like i mm. not all religion is bad but i think she symbolizes maybe the influence the dark negative energy of religion and how she can influence someone mm-hmm. to believe something that isn't true kind and- of bouncing off where oliver said too is like um about all of the things that's, that's like coming to full circle whatever i kind of feel like margaret 
I don't like Ryan is kind of almost like it's almost like an open book a little bit because it's like you know most serial killers you're like back in the 80s the, all the horror movies have been like men and so now to kind of have like a strong woman yeah. lead and it's like she is the killer now that we that now that's been revealed it's kind of like almost like role like role reversal because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like now it's like the men are more like we're more sympathetic to like their stories now and now it's like the females are like no like we're the badasses like we can be killers mm-hmm. too yeah. don't just put it on the men so I'm like, I'm here for and it. And it just shows, like, anyone can be a killer. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's a good killer or a bad killer. And I love that. <laughs> and I love that we see that that is a theme that they play with many different ways mm-hmm. on that show. So having this kind of fresh take on that theme. And also, not only about the duality of religion, too, which is kind of played with a few times. And we even see kind of two sides of the same coin, where we have the super Christian versus the super satanic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. both of them have these thwarted... right goals and very very messed up intentions um and misreadings of what their religion is supposed to mean yeah um but then we also see this idea of playing into the role that you're assigned yes is he has been told so many times that he is the killer that he's just started believing it and now he even says you've told me this for so long and now you're going to flat out tell me the truth is that it was never even me to begin with and I've been suffering this whole time well now you've made me the monster that you always said that I was now I am going to lash out which I thought was a really interesting point Mm -hmm. I also thought it was interesting that Margaret straight up torches their car so now they have no way out. Real serious serial killer esque. Yeah. Because and it's like now there's no way out and Xavier's like, That was our way out. Like <laughs> Eh, well, now you're stuck on Camp Hill, so... And apparently there's supposed to be campers coming in the morning. Like, are, is that for real or not? Like, there's, like how, who's going to clean this up? All these dead bodies, all this blood, and now there's a blown-up car in there's the There's bear traps lying like, around. Yeah, there's, that's why I also was like, God, this is just not safe for campers. Regard, even if the killers weren't here, this is just... This is not up to code. Somebody needs to call Better Business Bureau. Or I think I'd back out of sixth grade camp if I found out this is the camp we were going to. Yeah, if I wouldn't like, want to go anymore. No, thank you. No, thank you, Redwood. You kind of not, not into it. Uh, but any last thoughts on this episode before we dive into our special segment real quick? Talk about some uh, references in a segment we call For Your Reference. dive into some references yes please this Absolutely. one i think was mostly just playing on the verses mm-hmm. like the freddy versus jason the alien versus predator since this was the big showdown of our two killers mm-hmm. um so a lot of the versus sequels that we saw that became really really popular mm-hmm. kind of more in the 90s right. the 80s uh, when we kind of just ran out of ideas. Yeah. We're like, let's team these up and see who gets the stabbiest. Um, I kind of feel like Montana and um, Richard were kind of almost like that, like, um, who had, like, relationships with their, like, almost like somebody who was, like, infatuated with, like, how they... I think it was, like, Ted Bundy had somebody, like, a woman who was like that, like who were, like, infatuated. From, uh, yeah, like Charles Manson. Yeah, like, somebody who was, like, infatuated with, like, their killing type of thing. So I kind of felt like Ted Bundy vibes... Definitely Nightmare on Elm Street. I kind of got, like, Freddy um, Krueger vibes from Xavier. Um, I'm like, what else did we... You know what? Actually, somebody in the chat, I seen this earlier, um, said there was, like, a reference to Pulp Fiction. Did you guys catch that? I'm like, I didn't didn't catch that either. To be honest, I've never seen the movie, so I'm like, I didn't... I love Pulp Fiction, Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. Okay, but I'm like, yeah, those are, I think, the movies that I caught. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Ryan, did you just boo me? Oh, shocked. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Before. Oh, I also have to say uh, shout out to Emergency B and to TYT9312, who gave us some shout outs on Twitter. Oh, oh yes. So, absolutely. Oh, thank you for watching the show. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the guy named CJ, too. He, like, retweeted our stuff on Twitter today. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You know what, Elena? Since we're you guys know, are doing hotter all... than a car fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're doing, since we're doing some shout outs, let's get into the little chat real quick. Let's do it. You and guys, also, they... if you guys are playing our little game at home, too, I wasn't here last week, but did you guys catch the Urban Legend reference? Of the someone oh. in the back seat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Rita pops up. That yeah. was 100% a quote in Urban Legend, one of my favorite horror movies, where we see the guy at the gas station who even runs out to warn, yeah. but he's stuttering too much, and he's like, someone's in the back seat. Yeah. And she doesn't hear it in time. <laughs> and then there's decapitations, all uh, Ray style. Absolutely. So if you're drinking at home, keep drinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's do a couple quick shout outs. And then we have some quick news real quick before we need to get out of here. Absolutely. Okay. Shout out to Nicholas Kelly for once again, always being a true super fan. He says, do you think that Margaret or the very least Donna found the car before anyone and set that bitch ablaze only to come back playing with the other camp counselors? Somebody 100%. actually thinks Margaret and Donna are actually in cahoots. I they may be teaming sense. up together. Oh, Let's see, shout out to LD, shout out to We do got to kind of wrap up here, though. Well, we'll shout out you guys next week, but before we go, real quick, we did have some real quick news. Uh, Zach Villa, who plays um, the Night Stalker himself, Richard Richard Ramirez, not director Robert Rodriguez, (laughs) uh, Richard Ramirez, uh, is also a an accomplished musician, apparently, wow. and has a brand new album and single that has just dropped as well. So, shout out to Zach Villa. Uh, yeah, this is how he looks as the uh, very, very creepy Richard Ramirez. Besides, the, besides show, the, so. the knife, that it's actually kind of a dope album cover. I mean, that would be a dope album cover, honestly. But, yeah, so shout out to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Check out his music. Um, and then before we say our final goodbyes, let's do a one sentence prediction each. Your AfterBuzz TV predictions. <laughs> I'm just going to say, judging by the preview, all I got to say is that I think there isn't going to be, well, they, I think the survivors are going to become the killers and be pissed off at each other with how everything's happening. So I think they're going to start killing each other instead of having like a single killer. Lord of the Fly style. Maybe so. All I'm going to say is who's going to die next and everyone's out to get Dawn, <laughs> a.k.a. Rita. Truth, truth. And quick recap, too, of everybody who died in order this episode. Rod in a flashback. Sam, another shout out to his earlier death at the wedding. <laughs> Birdie, who was killed by Jingles. Trevor, who was killed by Margaret. And Ramirez, who was killed by Jingles, but then was resurrected. I think next week it's going to be farewell to Rita because we see mm. her long hair, which I think means we're going to get her backstory. And if Ray is any indication, your backstory means that it's probably going to be for no. you. <laughs> so even though I do love fake Rita, a.k.a. Donna, I think that we might oh. be saying farewell to her next week. You guys let us know what you think, though, in the comments below. And in the meantime, where can everybody keep up with you guys? Hey, guys, it's Ollie Jenin. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. Absolutely. You guys can follow me on Instagram at the only underscore Kayla Renee and also on Twitter at Catching K and that's Catching with the K. 
And I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can catch me interviewing your favorite celebrities every week on MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com. We'll see you guys next week when hopefully we will all four be back to talk about American Horror Story (laughs) 1984. See you guys then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 